0: When I talk to property managers, I think a lot of them are focused on streamlining processes right now, because if they can make the process simple, they can automate. And I think that's one of the things that everyone's looking at right now is this idea of automation.
1: Hello, and welcome to Sink or Swim, a weekly podcast brought to you by RentSync, where we take a deep dive into the prop tech, multifamily, and rental housing industry. In each episode, we uncover the technologies and strategies Used to help overcome operational challenges and increase the value of your multifamily investments. So let's get into our conversation today. Welcome back to Sink or Swim. I'm your host, Nicolina Savelli, and you're listening to Get Synced. Where I take a tactical approach to helping those in the multifamily industry improve their marketing and advertising efforts. Today, I have Joe Easton here, who is the channel partner account manager for one of Rensync's integration partners, Rent Manager, and who also hosts their podcast, Beyond Rent. Joe, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Now, can you expand on that intro by telling our listeners about yourself and what you do at Rent Manager?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the, having me on the show. I think this is, like I said, going to be a lot of fun to kind of dive in and get to ex- talk about technology. You know, as far as myself, you know, I've been in the property management world really for. Just a few years. I joined Rent Manager about three years ago. But before that, years and years ago, I actually spent some time in self storage as well. So I've kind of been in and out of the property management world. But if you're not familiar with who Rent Manager is, we're a property management software. And my role is 100% focused on expanding and strengthening our integrations program, which means I get the honor of working with teams like the RentSync group all the time.
1: Right. Right, awesome, and and we've talked about our our podcasting initiatives at length together, and and why it's becoming such an important part of our overall kind of content strategy and building relationships with people in the industry. So let's talk about that a bit. Why why do you think there's a gap for content in the rental housing and property management industry, and and how has the podcast Beyond Rent helped you fill that gap?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of podcasts to begin with, and especially the Sink or Swim podcast. You and the RentSync team are doing such a great job really providing great valuable content to the you know property management space and you know I do think there's some gaps out there and I think there's a number of reasons I think one of them is there's a lot of different areas of property management right you have multifamily single family commercial there's all types of different segments within our industry and though they have a lot in common there's a little nuances along the way that kind of make them really unique and so they're looking for very different things But I also think it's just this idea that, you know, most companies are still evolving and understanding content in general. You know, we're getting better written content and training and webinars, but I think we're all a little slow to get into the podcast world.
1: Sure, I think that, I mean, I'm going off script a little bit here and I think that maybe, and I'm not sure if this this speaks to you, but I found that at the beginning of of COVID, podcasts started to get a little bit of a lift and I don't know if people were just looking for resources, audio resources or just more digital resources or online resources for themselves to kind of adapt. I'm not sure where that came from, but I know that we saw a big, just push towards podcasting over the past year, even though I've known about or listened to podcasts for, for probably five, six years, I've had my own podcast, personal podcast for four. So it's just funny how the industry itself though, just kind of started to take shape and, and it's just curious that the podcast space has really developed. And I think there are a lot of great influencers and great insights into this that, you know, people just don't have the time to read a full-length blog anymore either. They needed the information faster. So maybe that could be part of the reason why podcasts has be- become so popular recently in this industry.
0: I think COVID did provide a, an opportunity where people are looking to learn more. And maybe they just wanted to hear people's voices because they were a little more disconnected from people. You know, and I, I know on our end, you know, Beyond Rent was something we had talked about doing. That's the name of our podcast for a while. But all of a sudden, 2020 gave us the time because I wasn't traveling. So we're like, hey, let's take an opportunity. Let's build something new for our our listeners.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I'd really like to talk to you about what you've seen from property management companies over the course of the past year in terms of their tech adoption and how you feel they've handled this push for more technology and to do their jobs more effectively.
0: Yeah, it's been a a crazy year, right? And when we look at technology, I think there's a lot of different ways that companies addressed the past year, especially from a technology side. And let's be honest, there's some companies that didn't have to change much at all. They were already kind of tech forward. They were doing online payments and online leasing. So they were able to move forward in a really effective way last year. But for many, that wasn't the case. And they had to quickly adopt new technology fast. And I'll tell you, I was really, really impressed with how our industry reacted to things. They wanted to keep people safe. They wanted to keep, you know, distance where they could, and they were willing to do whatever it took on the technology side to fix those gaps. Like I said, online payments and online leasing, I think were two huge areas of adoption. And before 2020, it was this idea that those were kind of luxuries. Those were, you know, next level type operations, but all of a sudden 2020, they were almost mandatory if you're going to make it through that year.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely no and 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 I think that that was just if you if you did have it, you were good to go and and you just kind of kept trucking along and making sure that tenants and everyone was safe and all the communications was done properly, and that you were filling those vacancies if you had them. But if you didn't, it was really just this year of I've heard lately pivoting. Uh, used a lot. so just pivoting and making sure that that your your tech stack is developed. But on that note, what do you think? The tech what tech do you think property management companies should be looking at because there's so many options right now that people are like kind of scrambling to say all right we're we're tech we're we're, we're providing tech now we've got we've got our tech stack but what ones do you think are, are filling the biggest gaps in the property management industry
0: yeah it's it can be really easy to be attracted or maybe distracted by industry buzzwords and flashing new technology but the reality is there's lots of technology technology that many have not implemented yet, but it's been around for many, many years. You know, one that, you know, at Rent Manager we really promote quite a bit is the idea of upgrading and modernizing your phone systems. Uh, voice over IP phone mm-hmm. systems are really, really valuable. And most people don't even know some of the benefits that you get from it. And, and again, 2020 was one of those years that if you use traditional phone systems, and you needed to work remote, you really only had one option, right? You had to just transfer that call. Voice over IP phone systems work totally different. You know, you can just take that phone with you and plug it into the internet no matter where you are in the world, and continue to operate. So, you know, it's not always about the newest technology. Sometimes it's about looking at what technology is already there and making sure you understand the real benefits of it and how it can really fit into what you're currently doing and help protect you if there are disruptions to your business down the road. You know, we had the pandemic last year, but there's all types of disruptions that happen all the time. And tech forward companies are always in a better position to overcome those Those items, you know. Outside of that, one example, I would also always say online leasing and payments are always going to be high, Mm -hmm. high in that category. And it's not about just having it, but developing processes and making sure that it's a really good resident experience. You know, how many places do you go where there's paper involved anymore? Not very many, but I know in the rental world, sometimes there still is a lot of paperwork to be done, and
1: the mm-hmm. consumer
0: is expecting things to be digital. And, and that's one area I think that people have to look at and say, you know, how do we become more digital? How do we structure our tech in a way that is forward thinking? Is our platform an open platform? Can we move our data back and forth as we need to, to make sure we're meeting the needs of our internal staff, as well as our consumer our customer?
1: Right, right. So with that being said, is there any way for property management companies as they're kind of being inundated with all these different vendors in the prop tech space and how to go about the vendor selection process? There's a lot of solutions out there and maybe some are jumping into uncharted territory and really don't know, you know, how to succeed in in even implementing this, which might be a different conversation. But is there any steps that companies should take when selecting a vendor that you can recommend?
0: Yeah, picking the right tech to use is difficult. And our experience with our customers and our prospects is, you know, sometimes it's a quick decision, but many, many times it takes months to evaluate and understand what it is you're buying and how you're going to use it and how it will benefit you. And we all know that software and technology typically isn't a low cost, right? So you have to understand how you're going to use it and how it's going to actually save you time or increase your revenue. But there are more and more options all the time. Uh, Like I said, prop tech is kind of booming right now. It seems like there's always something new to look at and we can spend Mm -hmm. almost all of our time evaluating all the different possibilities out there, but all that time can Mm -hmm. be wasted if you don't really know what you're looking for. So I think the most important thing that anyone can do is really slow down and understand the processes that they are trying to create or improve for their company. Something I say all the time is a company's greatest competitive advantage is the way they operate. And your software, your technology should supplement that and make it better. It shouldn't make you change who you are. So, you know, and and I think it's easy to assume that a competitor or someone else you know in the industry is using a specific software or solution, that you should use it too. But again, that's not really the truth either, right? Because again, we all operate differently, even if we're in the same space. So we have to really understand ourselves, the DNA of who we are, what is our business strategy, how are we looking to move forward, and how can software improve how we operate, make it more flexible, more customizable, and really more connected In the end, I think that's what most operators want, right? They want software that works around them and gives them tools and data so they can make better decisions and ultimately create better resident experiences.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great point. Not because I think that that's a huge thing. People say, you know, they've recommended a vendor, they work with a vendor. When it comes to certain types of technology, though, that vendor may not be appropriate for your current processes and operations that you're, you're working with from one company to another. Not to say that that's something that is for every, every selection, some may be a little bit easier or intuitive than others. But for over overall it, it you do sh- you should be looking at your own operations first before you're saying you know that company did it and they succeeded so we're gonna do it and we're gonna succeed as well and I think that's a really really strong point there
0: yeah I mean wor- word of mouth and referrals are always super powerful and you know I imagine the renting team you guys get referrals from your current customers yes. all the time I know that's how rent manager all the time. manager grew but even with all those referrals it's possible for one of those referrals to come in. Hey, so-and-so loves your software. I think I'm going to love it too. And it just may not be a good fit. So it it is about that evaluation process and and really digging in and understanding, you know, what is the process? Because all businesses operate based on processes, you know, and if that software doesn't meet your needs, you need to, you know, keep looking and making sure you understand what you're buying.
1: Absolutely. I agree. And we've seen it with our own company. You know, we take on a new piece of technology and. Then there's the part of getting everybody on board, which is, as much as the selection process is difficult, I think that this is even harder. I think that getting everyone and every department to ensure they're using it properly and effectively. Now, I mean, this could be for anything, but I just find that there needs to be some training and implementation but not always is everyone involved in that training and implementation process so it's kind of like you know one or two people are going in doing the training doing doing those sessions but then department-wise or organizationally everyone is now having to use this is there anything that you would suggest for companies that you know haven't really looked at tech in some time and are now trying to train everybody on on new new technology and new platforms that they're integrating interested in being a guest on sink or swim or have a really great idea for an episode email us at podcast at
0: I have a lot of respect for anyone that works on an implementation team or a customer success team on either side, right? Whether it's on the property management side, if they have a whole team kind of dedicated to rolling out new processes and tech, or if you're on the software side and you're helping those customers implement the new, the new solution, it's a real challenge to help organizations adopt new solutions. But when done right, it really is powerful, you know, we have a whole team on our side that th- that's all they focus on is helping new customers understand our software so they can use it to the best of their ability and use as much of it as possible. You know, the biggest danger, I think, for any of us and you know, that sell software, provide software or someone that's using software is not using enough of it to get the value out of it. And we notice that all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, any solution, anything is that way. But I think successful implementation starts long before you even select what technology to use. You have to really kind of start back, again, understanding your processes, understanding your team, and understanding what pain point you're even trying to solve. And if you can understand that and communicate that to your team, you can start building that buy-in. Because your team wants to operate better. They, they want to be more efficient. They want to fix the problems, but oftentimes change is seen as a threat, right? It's a threat to what they know and how they currently do things. And it may even seem like a threat to their job, right? So if you're automating, if Mm -hmm. you are streamlining things, it may seem like you're trying to automate them out of a job. And that's not the case at all. You know, most solutions are there to make people better and take them from doing, you know, basic tasks up to higher level tasks, more value added items for the business. But it's hard. So, you know, a lot of teams push back, but they want to see their company get stronger and they want, but you have to get them behind it. I think that's the biggest thing is you have to communicate early. You have to communicate often, discuss any of the resistance early on and make sure the whole team is ready. Like you said, a lot of times you see where a, a company will just have a small group of people that are aware of the change. They're learning the new software. They're getting implemented, but then they roll it out to the rest of the team. And I think sometimes that can create some some friction because the rest of the team, they don't know why they weren't included. They don't know why their input wasn't <laughs> valuable to what was happening. And that creates that resistance. So I, I think, again, communicate early. Determine what you want to do and determine how successful you want to be by including as much as the team as you can before you start rolling out that new tool, they'll be on board. And again, if they understand how it impacts them, I think they'll be more than happy to to help make it a success.
1: I think, yeah, that's that's a lot of good points there with our own team, our own marketing, internal marketing team. You know, we're always adding things to our tech stack and, you know, only a few people really need to be involved. And it's really not a situation where we don't want to involve everybody, but we don't want to take everybody away for something that's going to be used by, you know, one or two more than maybe the rest of the team. Not that it won't be part of their knowledge base and they don't need to know it. It's just something that, you know, maybe one or two, it's going to help them succeed better in their role than the other. But it is, it's, it's, it, there is that confusion sometimes. Like, why wasn't I involved or don't, don't I, you know, it's, it's really just ego (laughs) at the end of the day, but. But yeah, it's getting everybody on board and letting them know is, I think, is a huge thing that this is happening. We are, we are adding this technology. This is what you need to be prepared for. And I think that it's also very important from the vendor side to be very open and communicating if they're making any changes to their platform and, and adding any new technology, you know, letting them know over the course of, you know, a, a long period of time because they might be ready for the change, but that doesn't mean that everybody else is ready for it, right? So yeah, a lot of great points Points there. Now, do you have any thoughts around where the prop tech industry and like what where it's going in terms, I know you've mentioned leasing and payments, but is there any other areas that we should be looking at or keeping an eye on right now in the industry?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we kind of mentioned like, is it possible to spend too much time looking at technology? And it is, it's like spending too much time on Zoom or anything like that. Like we all just get burnt out eventually.
1: (laughs) Yeah. technology. It's a real
0: thing. And you know, if you're evaluating, if you're kind of responsible for evaluating technology, you're going to get burnt out pretty fast. But but like I mentioned earlier, it is possible to spend way too much time looking at these different options. Uh, But the best way to really prevent Spending too much time is to focus on solutions that you know address a specific issue or something that you've already decided you wanna improve. When I talk to property managers, I think a lot of them are focused on streamlining processes right now. Because if they can make the process simple, they can automate. And I think that's one of the things that everyone's looking at right now is this idea of automation. What does it look like? What does it feel like? Is it as simple as automating notifications so the right people are communicated to quickly? Is it actually automating different processes that one thing kicks off another thing? There's a whole kind of world out there of automation that everyone's looking at. And I think that's something everyone should have their eye on. But I think probably the bigger discussion is making sure that we understand how the data is being used and where the data is being held and how all of these tools get to it. So when we start looking at where like prop tech is going what I see is there's a lot of solutions out there, a lot of software, but if your data is contained in different places and different silos and they can't talk to each other, that creates a real friction. You know, I know RentSync is built in integration with Rent Manager, and that's really powerful because now, as the customer, their data is moving between the two software programs without them having to do anything. And that saves them time. That's where things get streamlined, that's where automation makes sense. But not all systems work that way. So, you know, if I can predict the future of Prop Tech, and I and I can't, but <laughs> where I think things are headed, is this <laughs> idea of like open platforms, more open architecture, more integrations, where data is moving to the right places at the right, right time as quickly as possible. Take the human error out of it, take the import-export process out of it. And, you know, so if somebody's watching anything, you know, where things are headed. Open architecture, open platforms are huge with this idea of eventually being able to automate and report at a higher level.
1: Perfect. Awesome. Great answer. Now, I have uh, some questions from the audience, but before we get there, um, those looking to use Rent Manager or are currently using Rent Manager. Are there any updates to the software that you can speak to that they may be interesting to, that might be interesting to hear or that you'd like to to speak to right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's a it's a big question. I mean, with our software, we've been around for over 30 years. So, I would love to know the number of updates and iterations we've had at this point. It's uh it's probably too many to count. But, you know, historically, we've always spent most of our time Making the foundation of our software stronger. So making sure that it's functioning at the highest level possible, that we're adding in new features to the existing, portions of our software that our customers are asking for. You know, feature requests are like the number one thing that we spend our time reviewing and understanding because we work not only with multifamily, but with many other industries. And they all have, like I said, little nuances that they need help with. And we're there to implement new features to to meet their needs. So we continue to focus on that on an ongoing basis. But specifically, I think uh, mobile solutions are really the, the current focus for us. Over the past few years, we've been working really hard on different mobile apps, uh, web-based features of our software, because we know that's where things are headed. The property manager wants to be out in the field, wants more flexibility. They want to be able to communicate with their maintenance team or third-party vendors or whatever it might, might look like wherever they're at. And so we're looking at those types of solutions uh, more heavily and developing those in bigger and better ways. So those are probably the new fun things to be looking for, but always be on the lookout for, you know, every month when we send out updates, there's just a a huge list of things that our developers have, you know, made better in the software to keep things running smoothly and, and adding the specific features that our customers are asking for.
1: Yeah, awesome. I think that more, more tech companies need to be focused on that, on, on making sure that their existing platform is, is operating at full speed. This is totally off topic, but like between all of the streaming platforms that I have right now, I can see who, which developers are working really hard on making those streaming platforms work well and operate smoothly for the user compared to those that might be taking you know too many lunch breaks i'm not you know crave i'm sorry but the amount of bugs in that platform i (laughs) i just but you know netflix is just one one smooth experience so it's just yeah i uh it's funny seeing the differences and what that does for a user do they want to come back after dealing with constant bugs and refreshing a page or just simple things like that and that alone could be the difference between you know long-term user retention and and you know lo- losing customers yeah, yeah. Pretty quickly.
0: I completely agree and so. you have to have a quality product and uh, the ones that have quality products you know they last they stick around and you know every industry is kind of the same way right you have to you have to take care of your core customer your your base software whatever it looks like to make sure there's a good experience there
1: Exactly, yeah. Now, I'd like to move on to something that I, I'm trying to bring in is listeners' questions. So I'd like to take the last part of this episode to speak to a couple questions that listeners have sent in. So anyone listening right now, if you're looking for advice from some of our guests, feel free to send over your questions to podcast at rentsync.com, and I'll, I'll do my best to to have those questions addressed with the appropriate Appropriate guests and yeah, so let's let's start here. There's just a couple questions here. So our portfolio has recently expanded, and we're basically starting from scratch on building out a property management tech stack. Where should we start? So probably people who have haven't even looked at tech really before. They've probably been using paper forms and things. Wh- where do you even begin when you're when you're starting? Yeah, it's from there? uh, it,
0: it is amazing how large a business can really get while still operating on paper or in Excel spreadsheets. Uh, we see it all the mm-hmm. time and we're actually very impressed at how, how people have created processes and systems around that. But yeah, I mean if, if a company is looking for a place to start, you know, you really do have to start with the property management software. Uh, you know, that's the foundation. That's the primary tool where all of your records hopefully are feeding back into. It's how you create Good records, good financials, good reporting. It's how you eventually create good experiences for your employees as well as your residents. It all kind of starts there. And I would say you really want to understand and evaluate the software based on where you are today. And it sounds like this customer is expanding, but also where you want to go. You don't want to purchase something or get implemented into something that doesn't have the ability to grow with you uh, that's really really important to us that's something we've focused a lot of time on is we offer one solution whether you know whether you have you know a couple dozen units or fifty thousand plus units we use the same platform for every one of our customers and we think there's a lot of value there and we see a lot of our customers grow from hundreds to thousands of units using our software. And we think that's really valuable for them because they don't have to make those hard changes as they grow. Um, Another note I would make is that idea I mentioned earlier, kind of open platform, open architecture. As you grow, you're going to use multiple different software programs and you're going to want those software programs to talk to each other, or you're going to find yourself having to do multiple data entry or finding a way to get data to move in some other way. So having something that is open to integration, open to, you know, moving the data back and forth is really powerful to, you know, fuel your growth and your expansion into the future.
1: Right. Yeah. So you don't have to start over again when when you keep growing and then you're like, oh, that, that, that. You know, technology that we decided to implement just no longer functions for us anymore. We need something better. We need something bigger. And not to say, yeah, yeah you need you need something that can grow with you is 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 crucial, right? In selecting a fender that that will grow with you. So, my second question from the audience says we've had to scale back in-person meetings, which we everyone pretty much has right now. How can we speed up the leasing process for agents and renters right now? It feels like there's a lot of back and forth happening, which is causing a lot of frustration. Do you have any recommendations on tools that can help?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, something I haven't mentioned yet, but I think it's worth noting is Anytime you kind of hit a pain point or you're looking to do something different, always make sure you look back at what you currently are using already. Uh, There might be something in one of the software solutions you have that might fit that need. Uh, It just might be a feature or something that you're not using yet. So, you know, most customers are only scratching the surface of what software can do. So don't go spend money if you don't have to maximize what you have first. I think that's always the, the first tip. But there's a good chance there's someone out there that can Take care of what you're looking for. Um, when it comes to leasing, uh, there's a lot of different tools. First, you always have to make sure that you know you're getting the right prospects in, and that you're marketing yourself in the right way. You know the renting team definitely talk to them if if you're looking to to make the leasing process better, get the right prospects in. I think that's a, a good place to start there. Outside of that, I, you know, you have to be looking, again, how are you actually signing leases online? How are you doing virtual tours? Are you doing any tours at all? Are you doing self-showing tours? Um, there are technology behind every one of those pieces that can make it easier for you. So those are the things I would look at because I think a lot of the back and forth is the fact that people aren't always comfortable with change and doing things differently. And if they've rented apartments in the, pl- in the past and they were able to meet somebody face-to-face and see the property in person and, and get that guided tour, and they're not receiving that now, that makes them feel unsettled. So you have to provide as much content to them as possible to make sure they understand what they're, what they're going to rent and see it and touch it. If they can't, if they can't, then you know maybe a virtual tour would be a better solution for them.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that that's the big thing is they're so used it's it's muscle memory. It's like, well, this is what the process that I went through the pa- the last time. So, why aren't we going through the same process again? Well, of course, we're not going to be able to go through the same process again, but then there's this kind of uncertainty and and discomfort in the process. So, that creates a, a little bit a longer process now that you know you just need to be more communicative and i think just explain that this is this is now what we need to do to ensure your safety and not because we're trying to you know gate you from seeing or or feeling or getting a sense of what the property is because everyone knows obviously that seeing it in person is going to you know in most cases is going to get them wow them even further than than a virtual tour but but it is you know we're adapting and this is what we have to do right now and to do that to the best of your ability and communicate that, you know, just like we said earlier, communicating that we've added new technologies in order to make the experience better and making sure everyone knows and is on board is, is crucial, crucial to that.
0: So it is. And, you know, I would add even, you know, things that you may not think about, like online reputation tools are really powerful right now, too, because if they can't go see the property, they're going to spend more time on your website looking over those same 20 pictures you have on there because they want to try to visualize it. And if they're online, they might see a review and hopefully they see a good review. Right. So it's all of those little things that kind of speed up the process. If they see a lot of really good reviews, they may not need as much information from you. Because your current residents have already told them what they need to know. Yeah,
1: that's super important. Reputation management and making sure that people are, are online and, and recommending your properties is is huge right now. I think it's huge for every industry right now is to have recommendations. Because I even, I decided to switch over my dentist the other day just based on online recommendations. Because I really didn't know where else to look or who else to go to everyone has their their own so it's it's like you know how do i and it it, online reviews just seem to be the ones that are are really pushing people in the right direction so finding a way to to do that and and that can really make or break whether or not someone leases right so yeah that's a great point so I think we've reached the end of, of the of the questions and, and this episode of Get Synced. So before I go, I'd like you to share for those looking to connect with you, where can people find you online, Joe?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to learn more about Rent Manager, you know our website's gonna be best, rentmanager.com. That's gonna be a really good place to find it. If you're looking to connect with me, I'd recommend two different things: a search beyond rent and your podcast player of choice and you can find our podcast there or look me up on LinkedIn, Joe Easton at rent manager. Yep.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Joe. And thanks for coming on the show today. It was, it was a great time. Yeah. Thanks a lot. This was fun. You've reached the end of another episode of sink or swim. Make sure to visit us at rensync.com forward slash podcast to access show notes, key takeaways, and where you can sign up to our newsletter to receive free bonus content. If you found value in this show, please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.